between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. the praise Jesus we thank you this morning we thank you Lord Jesus for your for your kindness Jesus we appreciate you this morning yes of your grace. We appreciate you, Father. Thank you, Father, for getting to our core, yes. even to our being, to, to reverence you this morning, even to yield to you, to yes. yield our members to you, yes, Lord. fully and totally, yes, Lord. to partake yes, and to Lord. drink of your land, yes. to drink of your wine, yes. Yes. to be blessed with your spirit, Father, we appreciate you. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We appreciate you. Father, we pray as we, if we go into the world, that that work which you have started, Father, you will complete it in each and every one of us. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord, for help to come to you. Yes, Lord. For we know we have limitations. Ah, ah, yes, Lord. We don't know how to come yes, fully. Yes, yes. We ask, Lord, that you will show us mercy again yes, this morning. Lord. Amen. To find grace to come. To find grace to approach you. To receive of you fully. Father, for you to take out everything that wrestles with you. Amen. Within us. That yes, everything that stops us from coming to you, yes, that wrestles yes, yes, with your peace yes, in us, yes, that you will take it away. Amen. You will remove Amen. them. Yes, Lord. Yes, you will Lord. bless us yes, Lord. with your blessing. Amen. You will shine your face upon us. Amen. You will be gracious unto Amen. us this morning. Amen. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed and worshipped. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Good morning, everyone. Just say hello to thy neighbor. Hi, neighbor. 
say I'm happy to see you this morning or this afternoon. We've crossed into the noon. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I welcome everyone again. And uh, I want to appreciate everyone eh, this morning. Thank you all for being here. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to see you all. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank God for His mercy and His kindness. Thank God for all that He's doing and what He's yet to do. Amen. Amen. I would have rushed uh, into the world by selling a candle. And uh, <clears throat> just uh, familiarize myself with our faces. Amen. So that Amen. I can be comfortable. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I realize it's very difficult to minister if, you know, if I'm not you know, feeling you all. So I need to warm up to everyone and just you know, welcome each other and see our faces. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, the ministry of the word is not just, you know, not just open Bible alone. It's about the heart. It's about mm-hmm. the. It's not. It's not just you know religion. Is just come share, but it's really about um, fellowshipping, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also building, knitting hearts together. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's only the the ministry of, ministry of the word that can do that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So I welcome everyone here this morning, and uh, thank you for joining us. How many of us are happy to be here this morning? How many of us are happy to see my face this morning? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I have to ask that question so I know if I'm free to talk, <laughs> to, to speak this morning. Amen. Um, if anybody doesn't like seeing my face this morning, it's fine now. I mean, I, I can step down there. Somebody, somebody can help us preach this morning. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, I'm happy to see everyone's faces as well. Yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord has been faithful. Amen. He has been faithful. Amen. He has been merciful. Can we open to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11? Amen. Um, to be honest, I, I'm not sure exactly where I'm going this morning, but I just know that we are going to read that Hebrews 1, sorry, Hebrews 11 verse 1, and then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 I've been seriously praying and waiting on the Lord for our meetings. Um, most importantly, you know, it's just a burden in my heart to ensure that we are all being blessed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, sometimes after ministering, you know, like, I feel like maybe, maybe I've not spoken well. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I don't know. It's always that deficiency. Amen. Amen. I don't know if I don't know if that would ever be healed. <laughs> but it is it is in God's hands, amen. amen. And sometimes those those things also check the heart to make sure that yes, we reveal okay, is there something that is missing? 
that's something that is not explained properly. Amen. 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 As we find grace to fully enter into the word. Amen. Amen. It's very easy to just come and just, okay, today, John 3, 16, we need it, let's go home. Mm-hmm. But the heart of God is for to bless his people. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm also mindful of that. Amen. I'm trusting God that he will bless each and every one of us. So I'm yielding myself to God this morning. Amen. I'm submitting to him alone. Only him alone can... And bless us, Amen. Yes. So, are we there? Hebrews eleven. Um, one of the things that we began to talk about, um, I think, on Tuesday, was to a little bit talk about the faith life. Ohana maha emesito fia, efilion imehan tovi, edimahani asion alita va, imehan to see na hon, emision see, omaha to see. If to see, atasi mikatu to make see. susi ma hat living to see. Isiza a feast to feast and see, to feast you see. In susifa a prino oliava em sinata. Isusi a ha to see, em to see, em to see, him to see. Mahatu Again, I don't want to. I don't know if I, if I, if I, if I don't preach today, it's fine. Uh, or don't you believe that? If you don't preach today, it's fine. Um, and, and I know for some time now, I know there's something God wants to do, and I've been just waiting. Even on Tuesday, I felt that what, that what was coming hasn't really, really dropped yet. And it's almost as if it's building up. Mm. But God is faithful. And one of the things mm. that we saw on Tuesday, exactly, God, one of, because one of the tongues there, although we didn't have the time to interpret, mm. but it was mainly talking about open door. So it's mm. almost as if we are also mm. in a season about to yeah. gain entrance into yeah. something. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And it is very important that we and, and, and me on Saturday too one of the things that everyone was beginning to say to us was the importance of what we are learning mm-hmm. right and yes. why it's important to to give ourselves mm-hmm. to why yes. God is making sure 
that those things that he's saying to us is building it line upon line, precept upon precept, making sure that we learn it as we should. Amen. God doesn't want us to have mistakes in us. Amen. You know that there are things that can be accidental inside. You know, things that were not properly and fully and thoroughly built. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes even as we're learning, it's possible for us to escape being rooted and built up. It's possible, even though we are learning new light, we are learning something new, things that seem seemingly new, right? And even though we are hearing all that, it is possible to actually escape God, rooting us and building us up together. Amen. And for that to happen, that rooting and building up, there are attitudes in the heart that God must install. Amen. And there's a lot God must install in the heart, just to put us, to make sure we are going properly. Amen. 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 And you know, God was very, very, um, was it, is it straightforward? Was that, was that straightforward? Well, straightforward, sure, but there's another one I'm trying, I'm thinking of, but God was very, very um, specific about the direction he's leading us, right? in the sense that, if, when we started meeting, he encouraged us to go back to Egypt, right? And, all those things, they are, not, they are not just, you know, okay, let's just excite and let's... Mm-hmm. The reason is because there are attitudes in those yeah. things that we need to carry yes, wow. that will help us as wow. we journey further. Wow. Amen. Amen. And mm. mostly what milk address a lot are attitudes. Mm. There's a lot of attitudes that milk of the world will address to ensure that we are growing up Amen. As we ought. Amen. Amen. Uh, to ensure that we are growing up. And you know, there are a lot of attitudes we don't even know we pick up. Amen, right? Amen. And sometimes while serving, one of the because one of the things people teach is you know how to, to serve, how to submit to authority and things like that. All those things. There are attitudes that carry us along. And as we realize that we are growing, I realize that those things begin to ensure that what God is bringing is fitting into the right spot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's possible for God to bring something to you, and if we are not okay, it can fall in the wrong place. It's possible. And if that should happen, we won't really, 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 really be built and rooted as we ought to. And then that's when we now begin to see. No gaps yeah, in our yeah, growth, yeah. in our judgment, in things we do, and then we'll be wondering what's wrong, what's wrong, we'll be wondering what's, what can this happen? Yeah. Okay, some things we don't get right. The reason why we don't get it right is because certain things yeah. fell into the wrong place. Yeah. And that alone is also even dangerous in the sense that because of all those things, yeah. when truth or knowledge is coming, yeah. because of our sight, because all those attitudes and everything, what they affect is our sight. Right? Because when you talk about sight, there are things you talk about concerning sight. Most importantly, judgment. Right? How you judge things. How you conclude matter. How you, how you, how you resolve things. And you know, the way, it also affects the way you relate with people. Right? Because you're, you know, the way you deal with people is your eyes. It's not the one you are using that you see. <laughs> it's not this one that you are looking to see each other, right? Yeah. There's another eye yes. inside the soul. Yeah. 
the same way you see, see this body, you see, is actually a picture of the inward man. The inward man has feet, the inward man has eyes, has ears, has nose, has mouth. Amen? In short, it is a body. If you want to just imagine what you look like, split yourself, the exact same person, into three. You call one spirit, you call one soul, you call one body. The one you see in your body is the one you see outwardly. But all these things, they interface together, right? So almost like they superimpose. And if we don't have the right discernment, we can't tell which one is at work at which time. Amen. Yes. But all these things, eventually, they resolve in our eyes. So if you want to sum up who a person is, just check how they see in the spirit. Amen. Amen. So the make of the world is actually a foundation that sets the right gate site for growth. Now, it doesn't mean that you have acquired sight really, but it sets the body, it sets us properly in such a way that when we begin to see, we can see clearly. Because if God opens the eyes, right, while the the person is not ready or is not prepared or something is missing, you would find gaps along the journey. But God still opened the side somehow. I guess God is merciful. But God also ensures that you are in the right... Before God can open a side, God also looks to ensure that that side, that house, is under the right atmosphere. And Maybe I'm wrong, but I've not seen someone with eyes open that is not under authority. Because, I mean, if we have things that is not okay, one of the ways God makes sure we are safe is to put us under authority. And when we're under authority, even when we want to... Is it Jaguar that there's a new... There's a new... There's a new, there's a new, <laughs> there's a new language now in town. It's called Jaguar. <laughs> and Jaguar... <laughs> Yeah, I said it. We all, we all that is like we all know what Japan is. <laughs> so that was old. Yeah, that was a old school. So I'm, they say I'm behind now. <laughs> Amen. So you know, you want to you know just cut out. There's a way authority can put things in place and make sure we are okay. And in, even this part, I'm very careful to say it. But I'm still going to say it anyways because it is good for us. Yeah. And that is why it is important. Mm. And I'm not saying this to badmouth anybody mm-hmm. or make maybe a group of people look bad. But this is why it's important. Because I personally believe in spiritual authority. I'm under someone, right? Mm-hmm. Is But we ought to be very, very sure and careful of who we are under. To make sure that the person is not going to throw us to the wolves. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Be sure that the, pers- the, the person you, you are under, make sure that they are following the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I guess that, that it's safe to say that. Now, and of course, when you say they are following the Lord, it's not just going to church and all those things. Following the Lord, meaning in their walk, in their journey. Make sure that there is fruit you can see. And that's it. If if everything else fails, one thing that can never fail is the fruit. Make sure that the fruit that is 
coming out matches the fruit that ought, should, that ought to come. Yeah. Inside the fruit, you should see all the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean, they can, it doesn't mean that they, are, they will be perfect. Yes. Mm. But you can see fruit. Yeah. No, anybody can make mistakes, mm. right? Yeah. However, you can see meekness. You know, when, ah, okay. yeah. But when certain things are lacking, be very, yeah. very no, make sure, and that's why it's important, make sure you are under spiritual authority, mm-hmm. right? Because that's one of the way God puts safety. I believe in that, but yes. just a word of caution in that area, yes. but it's not to put anybody down or say, you know, certain people in certain churches are, you know, mm-hmm. not at all. But yes. it's for safety. Why? Because the Lord also cares about his flock. Yes. In short, it's the Lord that owns the people. Yes. Nobody owns anybody. In the sense that, you know, this, this, no. Is the Lord that owns the people, then the Lord can bring people to you. Mm. Amen. But they are still the Lord's people. Amen. Amen. And that's one of the things you no, know, we should look at. But uh, continuing is one of the ways God can safeguard us is to make sure that we are under our authority. So if God opens a site that even though there might be and the reason why I'm saying this is because people myself I know that when God opened my eyes, so I see I was perfect. I wasn't, I wasn't all set up when it comes to make everything all put together. It was even after the, my eyes were opened that sailed, then and I began to realize, wait, oh, this problem, 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 problem. Ah, okay. And that was possible because I was under authority. Mm. Right? Yeah. And in my, if I wasn't under yeah. or I had my own mind, because of course those kind of things sprang up, honestly, I would have just carried myself and go and do all kinds of things. My japa. <laughs> so me, me, I go jump out when I go, I go, I will go, and I will go with all kinds of things. Because here's the thing: when God opens eyes, evil spirit also knows. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And when they know, say, Ah, you? No, we don't want you to see, but now you are seeing. No, wala now. She be your eye don't open. Go visit you. Pretty much, what they, what they are going to also make use of that side. Wow. Because they need to ensure. Satan has it's one, one go. Don't grow. So any any attempt to grow, mm-hmm. Satan always have a counter effort mm-hmm. towards that. So the same way things might be happening to you, Holy Spirit is talking and speaking. Evil spirit will also come and mimic Holy Spirit to you. Mm-hmm. And if somebody is not grown mm-hmm. to descend, yeah. then you might mm-hmm. move with spirits. That is not only ghost. Mm. Thinking it's, it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And before yeah. you know, you're already gone. Mm. Amen. So God put, thing, God put us in a safe environment to ensure that even though he's opening the side, mm. right, mm. we are in a safe place. Mm. Now, if we now, Jackba, even though God has ensured that we're in the hand, that one is now a fault in the soul. It means mm. that that soul is not agreeing with God. That soul has has a different a different end game. That soul really doesn't want God. And that's what it means. Right? But God is careful. God is merciful. He has to put us in the right place, in the right environment to make sure the eyes are is open. We can open it. Because God is very, very keen about sight opening. Why? Because it affects our judgment, like I said earlier. It affects the way we reason, it affects the way we think. In short, the way we are is our eyes. 
the way I relate with everybody is the way my sight is. And that affects my rea- my re- response to things, the way I respond, the way I interact. Yeah. That's why maybe somebody says something now, we all may see differently. Yeah. And that's the only say we all may see differently. Yeah. Of course, they're not talking about it. Because it's word, right? You don't see words, but you see it. Yeah. You don't see it with our natural eyes, yeah. but we see it with our spiritual yeah. eyes or the eye of the soul. Yeah. Amen. So yeah. I want to talk about the way we see, also, I have to talk about our reasoning. Mm. Our judgment, right? Amen. Amen. So sight is is almost like the door mm. into the soul, right? And also an expression of what is inside the soul. Amen. Because mm. the the eyes uses the faculties in the soul. All the, 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 the thing the way the way of thinking. Mm. Not the way of thinking is not your brain. Mm. So it's not your brain at all. But it looks like if you, modern science will tell you as your it's brain, you know. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's actually so. What you used to think is your soul, is the eye of your soul. The mind of the soul. That's what we use, not our natural mind. Because our natural mind is called the brain. Right? But that's different in the sense. Right? There are other parts inside the man that we know not of. It is when we, God begins to grow us that we come into awareness. In short, when we are growing in the milk of the world, those aspects, we are not aware of it. Because what we know in the milk is mostly our spirit man. Right? We say our spirit. Ah, my spirit man. And most of the time, what we are talking about can be two different can be two different things. Because mm. sometimes it can be our spirit, sometimes mm. it can be our soul, but we can't tell because there's no light to see. Mm. Right? But we are not seeing, we don't know. So that in the of the world, we don't really have a, 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 we don't have, we don't have what it takes mm. to, to separate, to discern with where things are flowing from. So all we just know is flesh and spirit. Flesh and spirit. So live in the spirit, work in the spirit. That aspect of the soul is totally, is totally, is it? It's totally veiled. Let me use the word. It's totally veiled or separated. We are, we are ignorant of that area. Because the light we have hasn't shined a lot on that. And most, mostly because our eyes is not enlightened, it's not open yet. We can't see. Amen. Amen. So we can't see. And so it's, it's a little bit difficult to see that area. Amen. Amen. But there are parts. We're going to talk about inward parts. In our members, right? There are parts inside the soul. The same way there are parts in your body. Right? When I say parts, you know, human parts, you know. I guess so that I don't confuse us. No spare parts. Mm-hmm. No spare parts of cars. You know, they have, you know, can replace them. So I want to be a part. I'm talking about different parts of the body. So you have finger, toe, head, and those are parts. We also have that in the soul, right? And all those things, they function. In short, most of where our spirituality flows from is from that area, right? But it's in connection with the spirit. So when we're having a sense of, you know, there's a way, 
because um, they are talking about I can't remember which day that we are talking about you know, when Kinetigi began to warn concerning you know, how to flow in the spirit and then certain people that you know would just move things in the flesh mm. now they, they will say things like I can't help it maybe the Holy Ghost came upon them and they say I can't help it and then Ekin will tell them if you had told me you don't want to help it I will agree with you <laughs> but saying I can't help it that's a lie. <laughs> it, so, what he's trying to say is that you can't say that you are not involved mm-hmm. in that process. Mm-hmm. Right? Because not all of your faculty is not shut down. Right? Mm-hmm. All your faculty is not shut down for that expression to come forth. It means that for things to flow out of your spirit into the natural, you have to, you have to break into the soul. Right? If it doesn't have access into the soul, then there cannot be an expression outwardly. Mm. The only time such things happen is when a body is possessed. Mm. Yeah. When they are possessed. Mm. Now, and maybe, and that's mostly unbelievers, anyways, mm. but you know that a believer cannot be possessed of demons. Mm. Right? Yes. No, so when, when they are possessed, then you notice that they said they blanked that. <laughs> and then they open eyes, then they, don't know, they didn't know what happened. There's an, there's an evil spirit at work. Because mm-hmm. only only ghosts will not do that. Mm-hmm. Now, when only ghosts shut the body down, only ghosts can shut the body down, mm-hmm. but it doesn't shut the soul. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, for example, maybe you are breaking into an open vision, mm-hmm. or maybe you are moving into the spirit. Mm-hmm. Only spirit can shut your body down, mm-hmm. move you into the spirit, or things called trance. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But those things are not without the soul. So it's not just your spirit that went somewhere and your spirit, soul, and your body and soul is somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's actually your spirit and soul that is involved. So when you like John in the book of Revelation says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. It's also talking about, it's not just talking about because he was in the spirit. So not just talking about maybe God just carried the spirit, moved it, moved it into the spirit and then his soul and body was somewhere and the, or just his spirit was functioning. No, yeah. not really. The, the spirit is an invisible part of, the, of, the, of, of, of us. The soul is also invincible. The only, the, only, the only visible part of us that we see is actually our body. Yeah. Everything else, spirit, soul, invincible. Right? So because it's invincible, we don't tend, it's possible to not see them, right? Even most of us don't even know what, what our spirit is until we get born again, mm-hmm. right? But many of the time you see unbelievers, say, I feel, I feel, okay, where is that you feel coming from? Mm-hmm. It's like their spirit is speaking something. Mm-hmm. You know, when a, a person is an unbeliever, it doesn't mean that their spirit is absolutely useless. Mm-hmm. No, their spirit is dead to God, but alive to something else. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if it is totally functionless. Right, so their spirit is functioning. It's just that the kind of light that it is using is different. It is no longer using the light of God, which shineth in darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend. Right? There's a light that lighted every man that cometh into the world. Right? So Jesus, when God created man, right? There's a candle that is lighting inside him. Right? The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Searching all the inward part of the belly. Now that belly is not your belly where you take, take a chop. <laughs> yeah? No scripture says on the inward part of the that belly is actually talking about the belly of the soul. 
So it's not the belly of your human being. So I mean, what is it if it's searching your belly? <laughs> what is it? What is it going to find there? You going to find? You going to find pap? You going to find a, a kara? You going to find a mala? You going to find pandedia? <laughs> eh, it's going to find shawarma, sushi. Eh, it's going, what else can it find there? Eh, what do you eat? Secret. Eh, it's going to find ice cream, orishirishi. No, a four with several lives. <laughs> now, if it's if it's your your actual actual physical body's belly that is searching, but what do they use all that to do? It's not that he wants to eat it. They don't need the for and in short, if the only go search the inner part of the belly too much, you start finding things like poop, right? I your intestine is connected, eh, Hannah? So I don't think only goes up to see those kind of things. <laughs> and gas, all kind of gas that when it comes out. Amen. Do you do you think only goes up to smell those kind of things? No. That's not what you want. When you say when they talk about inward part of the belly, there are there are things inside the soul. There are members, workings, attitudes, behaviors, things inside there that it needs to search. Right? And the purpose of searching is to ensure that the, the right thing is inside. Okay, let me search here. Yes. Okay, wow. okay. It's the same thing as him searching the reins of the heart. Wow. Amen. Amen. So those are those are parts parts inside. There's the, the the aspect of the soul that is. Uh, oh, is this what I'm talking about? <laughs> those are those those are parts. The parts that he searches is the belly, which is the belly of the soul. Right? Mm-hmm. But the spirit of man is not dead. Mm-hmm. Right? Is alive. Mm-hmm. The light inside there was just turned off. Mm-hmm. But it's now beginning to use another light mm-hmm. for living. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So when the man begins to use another light for living, a whole lot of things begin to happen. In short, that light that he began to use is actually a sight. Is an eye that was opened that was not there in the beginning. Amen. Amen. See the 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 eye of a man inwardly is 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 is, is actually I don't know if I think it's so safe to say is the core of your living. Amen. 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 Why is it the core? Because that eye determines your being determines what flows out of you determines the kind of determines the kind of life you would live amen so the eyes of man is very very essential it's almost it's almost like if that eye is not there forget the nose forget the lips i mean no i mean in, in the natural if your eye is gone you can still do many things but imagine the quality of life it's lower it's not, it's not as, it's not as, it won't be as, you know, the experience won't be as, mm-hmm. as, well, is it, quality, well, it won't be a quality mm-hmm. as the quality of life of someone that has every of its member will function. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So if you can see, and, and, here, and here's the bad part of this thing is that because you can't see, you will never know what it feels like to see. Therefore, we are ignorant of that aspect of life. And that's the same thing that is happening inwardly in the soul. 
Amen. Amen. Now, Satan did something to the soul in the beginning. Amen. Amen. Now, what did he do? Let's go to Genesis. Hebrew, Hebrew, Hebrew. Hebrew, Hebrew, Hebrew. We'll come back there. Let's put one finger there, then we'll go to Genesis. Amen. I will not struggle with the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. So we'll go to we'll go to Genesis chapter two. Actually, let's go to chapter three. We'll read from, we'll read from verse one to verse six. Who will help me read it? Okay. Genesis chapter 3 from verse 1 to 6. Mm. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, and God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Mm. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the, the garden, garden. Mm. but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, wise. she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did, did eat. eat. Mm-hmm. Then verse what happened? And the eyes of them both were opened. You see? Says, and the eyes of them both were opened. I don't know. I've, I've, it's like it's like I've forgotten all the teachings I've read. But I don't know. Can some, anybody remember what we were taught about this verse? Maybe when we were like children, children, the eyes were open. What does that mean? What does that mean to each and every one of us? I mean, of course. I mean, I forgot about it for a long time. Right? But I don't know if there's something we've learned about this eyes opening. Maybe we just didn't know. But this is actually a very essential part of Adam and Eve's life. Because this is, this, is this is a very pivotal moment. Because this, verse 7, explains everything that has been up, happening on earth till today. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amen. Amen. So it says, and the eyes of them both were opened. So the question is, was it shut before? Of course, God didn't create Adam and Eve. Afazadly. Mm. Uh, In short, it was making before He got created them. He was saying good. Everything was good, 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 good. After everything was good, imagine if everything was good. Isn't man you not creator would not be bad, mm. right? Because that word good is not just saying that it is okay. Good in God's sight means that this is safe. Mm. Mm. And what's a safe means there, there is no, I didn't, I didn't create this thing with fault. Mm. Amen. Yeah. So it was good. 
means it is okay. It's, it's not okay in our natural sense, but it is okay in God's sense. Like it is good. So obviously, God didn't create Adam blind, and of course, his natural eyes were not blind. So when they say that their eyes were, were both opened, that's the, it means something inwardly about eyes opening. Now, the, and the eyes that opened was not their physical eyes, but was their inward eyes. But it wasn't blind before. It was actually opened before. Now, there's another, there's an eye, the same eye, which after this disobedience, that same eye that was opened, but what it was opened to was God's things. That eye does not have wisdom of another life. That eye is, you notice there are certain things associated with the eyes. Now, let's see what, the, what is associated with those eyes that they said were open. Right, so we'll go to verse 6. And, the, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Hi. See, things are, things are already in motion here. Before, he did not see that that tree was good for food. In short, before they ate, Satan has been trying to open their eyes. In a way. But their, that eyes was not fully opened. Or the way he was doing, the, way, the conversation was very straightforward and easy. I read verse 4. It says, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. That, because you know, once Satan wants to bargain with you, there's a way he comes to you and convince you. Yeah? First of all, ask her the question, What did God say about this thing? And then, like, well, God said we should not eat this thing, and then the day we eat it, we die. And then you shall not surely die. You know, you know, Satan didn't lie, but was also a lie. So you shall not surely die. Of course, they won't die, but they will die. So Satan told us, "You shall not surely die." Then he moved into something that is important to Adam and Eve, which is the hope of their calling. So you shall not surely die because the promise to Adam and Eve was life. And of course, what is the opposite of dying? It's living. And I said that, and the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good, and if you say ye shall be as what? As gods. Right, because God's intent is actually to make man God. You know there's a statement in scripture now that we all claim that we are all God. Don't you know we are gods? Okay. You know that statement? Okay. I don't know if I should I bust I don't know if I can bust this bubble today. <laughs> Amen. So many many Christians today that are claiming they are gods. Let me ask them. So you are a god, are you? They assure me you are a god. Okay, let's look at. Let, let's just take. Let's just take your past forty, maybe maybe forty minutes is okay. Your past twenty-four hours. Let's quickly check if we see fruit of a god inside. And by the time they check it, if you ever before they even flip, when they flip the first twelve hours, they're like, ah, ah, but there are some thoughts inside this place that you are taking that you should not take. Ah, but you said you are a god. No gods don't behave this way. Amen. 
Now, what it means to be a god is not it's not just something we we'll just shout and claim that we are gods, mm-hmm. and then okay, I'm a god. God has made me a god. I'm a god. Mm-mm. That god is actually a nature. It's a god nature. Mm-hmm. Now, there's provision for us to be gods in our spirit. So this that that is half true in the sense that them to know that ye are gods and what will you do? Say you shall also judge angels, right? Mm-hmm. What they are talking about is not that because you get born again today, mm-hmm. eh, automatically you're a god. Mm-hmm. There's provision for you to be a god in your spirit. Mm-hmm. But for you to actually come into that expression of a god, that thing must break through into the soul. Then when it breaks through into the soul, then you can find the expression. Then you can live as gods. What we claim as part of being God is that because we use faith towards God to get things done, all of a sudden we are gods. No. It's not that thing is not even your own. It's God that made it happen. So you can't just claim that you know you are God. But let me just go further. Said, don't you know you are God? Because now, Eve and Adam and Eve knows that their destination is to be gods. Because eventually they have to eat of the tree of life, take of it, then they partake of it, and then come into a God status. Amen. So, so Satan was able to use that to entice them, and then she said, "For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened." You see, your eyes shall be opened. It's not a lie. It's true. Their eyes were open. Now notice that everything that Satan is saying or preaching to Eve was actually his own gospel. Because he he knows that tree very well. So he was able to preach the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to Adam and to Eve without any problem. Don't you know that the day you eat, your eyes shall be open? It is true. Their eyes will be open. But what kind of eye? What is he open to? So in a way, he's telling them that they are blind. But they are not. They were seeing. Well, so if you, in the day you eat it, your eyes shall be open. In a way, he's indirectly telling them you are blind. And I mean, even looking, ah, so I'm blind, so I'm not seeing the way. Okay, maybe I can. Oh, imagine all this conversation, what he's doing to Eve. Conversations. Mm-hmm. You begin to meditate, think about it. Mm-hmm. Ah, what's going on? What's going on? Ah, this thing might be this thing might be good though. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? Then verse says, and when the woman saw, mm-hmm. ah, something has happened to Eve. Mm-hmm. Satan has already been preaching. Yes, yes, sir. What is he trying to do? Sometimes trying to get Eve to open up to another kind of pleasure. Yeah. And because Eve cited pleasure. Mm-hmm. She's ready. She was prepared to eat the fruit. That's the preparation for Eve. Amen. Yeah. And then when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes. So, it was pleasant to the, Which eye was it pleasant to? It's not the natural eyes because they've been seeing that. They've been seeing that thing for, all, for God knows how long. So, it's not their natural eyes. There's an inward eye that it was pleasant to. Right? Pleasant to the eyes. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. Amen. Amen. To what? So when you talk about eyes, right? The eyes of the eye of a man or every eye 
has a potential for wisdom. And there's something inside man that always desires wisdom. Who, who doesn't want to be wise here? Raise your hand. Let me see. Nobody will raise their hand. In short, if, if anybody tells somebody you are not wise, you say no, that's an insult. What does that mean? You will fight the person to that name. Which means wisdom means something yes. to man. Yes, sir. There's a desire for to be wise. Mm. It's almost like an inherent, it's something God built inside the soul. Yeah. What that thing was for is to actually create an hunger and test for righteousness. Mm? Because righteousness also has a promise of wisdom. Amen. That's the, that's the promise of wisdom. Righteousness. When righteousness is beginning to even come into your, into your domain, one of the things it, it kickstarts is wisdom around. Amen. And you know when you say wisdom, this wisdom, it's not the way we think about wisdom naturally. This wisdom is, is almost like an inheritance of the soul. Right, which when it flows naturally, it comes out to men as wisdom. Right, and then when when that thing hits another soul, they can say, "Ah, that is wise." But it's not it's not just that what they said that makes us think they are wise. It's about what that information did to you and I. That we were able to see something inside there. That thing we saw. Came out of is 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 a is a is a fruit of a spirit. Hmm? If that makes sense, is a fruit inside inwardly. Amen. Amen. But our eye is tied to wisdom, so so it was naturally easy for Eve to to look at that trailer. Hmm, this thing can make somebody wise. Then what happened? She took of the fruit thereof, did it, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did it. Then something happened to them. And the eyes of them both were opened. So the moment their eyes were opened, what happened? That eye, their eye which they had initially was shut off. The eyes which, which they were using to see. Right? The eye which was meant to look for God, to seek after God, to desire life, eh? to desire godliness. That eye was shut off. Then the eye that was now open was the eye of knowledge of good and evil. And that eye has its own wisdom. It came with its own wisdom. And that is what men have been using to live. Adam didn't use it. Eve did not use it. Abel did not use it. Cain was the person that opened himself up to that eye. And then he began to teach Cain Another way of living. He's one that taught Cain how to offer, sac- offer sacrifice. And then God said, If thou doest good, would thou not be accepted? And I realized that God didn't say that if thou doest good sacrifice, your, sac- would your sacrifice not be accepted. He said, Would thou, you? So that sacrifice was not just what he gave, that sacrifice was a representation of Cain. And when Cain is offering himself to God, God couldn't accept it. It's not acceptable. Amen. So, when you talk about being acceptable to God, Cain is the first person that defiled that. 
Cain was not acceptable to God. Then Cain passed on not being acceptable, acceptable to men in generations. It's what that taught us how to not be acceptable to God. That God can receive, God can take us. Even though we get born again, we are not yet acceptable to God. Why? Because there are things inside our soul, our eyes that we are using to live that has not changed. And that wisdom is what taught us everything we see today. Yes. What we think is right, yes. what we think is wrong, yes. what uh, how we think we should react to our neighbor, mm-hmm. how we think uh, how much we can show love, how much we can. What else can What else can I say? No plenty things. In short, everything you, you can't as value today came out of that side, out of that wisdom. Mm-hmm. And to a natural soul, they may not say anything wrong with it because it's a wisdom, mm-hmm. and that wisdom is what they used to live. Is, is what informed the life inside men from Adam yeah, down to Cain. Cain to Seth. Well, no, not Seth really. Cain took his own and then Seth came. Right? It's almost like throughout generations there's been war of sight. How men have been seen. But don't, don't, see, what God is saying to you, don't think this way. What he's really saying is don't see this way. Well, there's something wrong with the way we see. It's that same sight that when you take a text message that somebody sent to you without arm, when you are reading it, you are seeing something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's better to say, okay, no problem. You know, and the person might just mean, okay, no problem. And then, you know the way you, with your eye, if you read it, you can see, okay, no problem. <laughs> you're looking you can see okay no problem <laughs> and then you roll eye and then when you read it you be like ah then your response to it be let me respond to that okay no problem I roll eye what do you mean I meant okay no problem <laughs> another new conversation can start from there which means sight is important. Mm. It's your sight. You used to interpret what your neighbor mm-hmm. is saying to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's easy to go into miscommunication, misunderstanding. Yeah. Because it's your eye you're using. You're not using their eye. Yeah. Sometimes when you want, if, if you want to, if you want to defeat Satan, they just borrow their eye. Okay, what were you saying? Oh, that's the moment you get in that sphere. Forget it. Satan has been defeated. Why? Because unless unless you really really love really, unless you really 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 love warring and fighting. I mean, if that is not enough to stop us in that track, then we'll give you up unto God. Amen. Amen. But almost it's almost the, the, the sight we used to see is what affects the quality of life we live. What we consider our values, how we relate with our neighbor, our friends. Amen. So we can see clearly here that there has been something wrong with our sight. In short, it's still that same sight when we get born again. <laughs> Amen. When we get born again, it's that same eye we used to read the scripture. That is why it is difficult to enter into life. That is why when we get born again, we have not entered life. Our sight. You know that sight is an inheritance, like I said. 
and also because it's an inheritance, it's also an inheritance in the natural. When men were are marrying each other and they give birth, they pass on that eye to their to their offspring. Then offspring marry somebody else, give birth, they pass that eye down. And that's how eye has, they pass, 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 so that by the time we get to us, we inherited sight of generations. And, and the funny thing is that that sight has evolved mm. into different things. That is why everybody don't see the same. Yes, sir. Even in that bad sight, we all still see badly, differently. Yeah? Yeah. So that sight is almost intelligent. You know how to create... Is it all that? Yeah, science people, science people. Uh, coronavirus, what does it do? Mutating. Uh-huh. Is it mutating? Uh-huh. It's changing. You know there's coronavirus, then there's Delta variant, then there is... Omicron, and then there's no one AE a- 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 or something. I mean, I've even forgotten what it is now because it's almost as if COVID doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but that thing won't stop. It's almost like the way viruses behave. It keeps, it will take one, it will, it is something, just change one or two things. Then it gives them to an inheritance to a soul. Then that's what we take it, use it as judgment all their life. Pass it on. They use it for judgment all their, pass it on. Imagine men have been doing that since until Jesus landed. Jesus was the first person to begin to defy that eye and begin to show us a way out of that side. And the first way out of it is first you must believe on him. Get born again. Then when we get born again, then they now start preparing you to see. See the same way Satan began gradually saying, you know that thing, when you see it, you know, you won't surely die. You know that kind of conversation to prepare the, uh, Eve to eat it. Yeah. God needed to start that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. That's the reason for getting born again and learning make of the world. Mm-hmm. Because what God is preparing our sight to be open. And that is why they needed to fill every soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Fill every soul with faith. Amen. Amen. Ah. And I just looked at time and I'm like, wow. Come on, it's gone. Amen. Amen. I'm not, do you have time? I know, are we, are we tired? I think I'm seeing some tired faces. Are we tired? Okay, don't worry. Don't worry, I'll round up quickly. I'll round up quickly now. <laughs> Amen. Well, but let's hope how quick it will be, Shah. <laughs> but my intention is to round up quickly. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, Satan ensured that he had insurance for his life. Amen. What installs Satan's life is the sight man uses. Short, he was the one that gave us, gave us all Satan needed to do. To buy his way into the world. You know, Satan, when, he, when, when, when Adam sinned, Satan was not really, really, the, was not fully the God of this world yet. It's over time, he took, he took, it's almost like, he's a, when, he, when Adam fell, he was a resident. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost like, okay, act, let me become act, act, acting God. Yeah. Yeah. Until actually fully now, until death reigned. Hmm? No, death was not reigning. Why? Because Adam was not using that life. Eve was not using it. 
Abel was not, so there was no way for that life to reign. Death could not reign. It is over time that death now began to reign upon men. In short, that men, ah, in short, I mean, there's a long time between Genesis 1 and 6, I mean. So death, death to some degree began to reign. 6, it was, death was really, really reigning. God put some uh, safety measures in there to stop it eh, from raining further. But it's already raining. Then, see my speech, I no longer strive. Then, God to know, I said, you know what? Ah, everything in your mind is continually evil. Ah, ah. Almost as if man was about to cross over into an everlasting death. He said, you know what? You know what? Let me, let, let me, let me backtrack you people. He erased men. He erased that life. They left Noah and the, the eight, Noah and his brothers and the wives, or his sons, no brothers, Noah and his son and the wives. And then a ham, Shem, Ham, and Jacket. I hope I didn't make the name. Is it Shem, Ham, and Jacket? Out of the three, eh, there was a safety there in the sense that there's a potential for God's life. Ham also has a potential for the other life. But it's not as progressed as the one that God just destroyed. So in a way, it's God's safety to slow down death. Because, of course, it has entered. And God can't just take it away like that. God needed time to ensure that he brings in a plan to restore. And you can't just take a soul and kill it right now. It, the same way a soul, before he dies, you need to learn. Learn and learn and learn. Or use that sight. It's almost like it is the sight inside it that the soul will use to kill itself. So that's okay. By the reason of living or using that sight, death began to reign. And you now notice that it was over time too. It was not immediately again. Now, the generation of Ham started, which gave birth to all the cousins of Abraham. Then you see, Abraham now came out as well. Which God chose. It was God was looking for something. Why? Because God, not all the men, none of them was okay for him to bring the salvation plan. He's looking, okay, who has faith? Let me wait. The same way sin is ready. I need to wait for faith to be, to be restored in soul. Again, he waited for Abraham. Abraham, ah! I've seen a man I can use. Abraham, leave your father and mother. Go to a land I will show you. Ah, okay, let me go. Ah, potential for faith. Good. You notice there, Abraham did not believe God for things. Which it, so when God looks at faith, there's a kind of faith he's looking for. It's not the kind of faith we know. The, the faith we know which, like, I think I know God really, really helped us to define this faith. Mm-hmm. It's actually, it's almost like a preparatory faith. Eh? To almost like awaken faith in us. The actual faith God is looking for. The kind of faith God is looking for, really, is a faith that can produce a good report. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Any faith that can produce a good report, God can use it. Well, it has to be good. Why good? Because anything that is good is of faith. Amen. How? Say, fight the good fight of faith. That is in Timothy. Paul to Timothy. Lay hold on eternal life. Right? So everything good. When God says good, he's saying faith in there. 
Amen. So when it says good, so when, most of the time, and there's something, or let me say, there's something that good means to God. God is not just saying, okay, it's good, let's go. No. God is seeing a potential for his life. So when something is good to God, it means that thing can be quickened according to the life of God. Wow. So to be good, you know all these things that God created in Genesis, good, 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 good. It means it is after God. The moment man sinned, notice every good thing began to drop. Now, even, even lion that was good started becoming bad. Why? Started to eat every other animal. <laughs> Amen. Even vi- virus. Any no virus. Virus was good. Wow. <laughs> you can't see it. It was there. It was not. It was not. It was not. It was not. It was. Not, it does not have the wisdom to cross over into men. It's just, it's just staying where God put it. It's chilling, eating bread with the organism. Every organism was at peace. There was no problem. They were all good. The moment Adam broke the good, the good standard, everything began to follow. Why? Because everything God created is tied to him. The tree, the, the fish, the, is it, the animals, every creeping thing, all of those things were actually made for Adam. Eh? And then God now said, I've been naming them. He named all of them. After naming them, they now fell. Ah! It means that all the name, you know, the name he gave couldn't be outside him. Because, ah! that name, I'm not going to talk about name today, but just to give an insight about name, is once a name of a thing is actually all the, all the, all the, all the substance of that name. Well, let me say, when you look at a phone, a phone is a name, but there's something phone means. Right? A Bible is a name. There's something Bible means. When you say cloth, right? There's something that informs us that this is cloth. It's not just because they, they put fabric together. and There's something that tells us. So the name of this thing is not just what the... It's not cloth. It is what it is. Does that make sense? So, the name Adam was naming all those animals was actually from his own name. Which means it is what Adam is. If it is what Adam is and Adam corrupted who he is, then all of those animals, corruption will set into them. Because what they are has changed. Does that make sense? So the Adam does not have the if you say I will name somebody, I can't name I can't name things outside of what my wisdom can give me. Yes. Right? So which means Adam was using a kind of wisdom to carry out those things. Then the moment that thing got corrupted, because it was a flow out of uh, this thing is spiritual, it's not physical, it's not as if you know, carry you know, I'm, the way I'm weber function, then it's split into two, three, four, a hand. It's not like the way I'm going to split that we we'll think about this thing. Um, although we can use that to gain, to gain a sense of it, right? So a physical uh, outflow. It's a spiritual thing. It's an essence of Adam that was used to name those animals. Amen? Amen. Therefore, when he fell, bad begin to set in. They too were bad. Then he now realized in 11, Isaiah 11, what he now said, 
said, said to us that the lion shall dwell with what? With, with the lamb. They will not devour each other. That's to tell you about something in the future of God's plan. Amen. God is going to restore good into man. Amen. So everything that is good is what has faith. Amen. So when Paul was saying to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. He's saying fight the God fight of faith. Because anyone is good but God. Say, good master. Good master, why call it me good? Are you saying I'm God? Do you? That revelation you are saying, do you understand it? Say, don't call me good. None is good but God. In a way, he's saying he's good, but he's not saying he's good. Technically, what he's saying is I'm good. But you know I am good. So, what scripture is talking about good? What is good? He's talking about what is of faith. Or what is of God kind of life. So God looked for Abraham. He saw Abraham. And Abraham left. Good. That is good. Then he told him, I will give you a son. Wait for me. Okay, he believed God. God said that is good. Then the last test of good. Kill that son and sacrifice that son to me. And then he go, ah, no problem. God now saw that it is very good. Because this is good, what can I, I that means I can resurrect faith here. That is why the scripture can say that Abraham believed God and was counted to him for righteousness. Because faith, what faith bets is righteousness. Amen. Amen. Now, now I'm talking about faith to be wondering because I, I guess this is where I'm going to Because we've talking about faith, 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 different kind of faith, faith towards God, faith of the Son. What, what I'm really going is that there's something that faith is. There is something that was that faith is. I guess where the question was not coming from is okay, what kind of faith are we using? Is it faith towards God? Faith towards God is an offspring of what faith is. It, faith towards God in itself is not faith. But it is faith. Does that make sense? So it is faith. But when you are talking about faith in the spirit, they say what is faith? They don't usually just look at faith towards God. They look at exactly what faith is. So they don't look at you, the ability of you to believe God to give you something. They don't look for that. They look at inside you. Do you have what faith is? Amen. Praise the Lord. So there is something that faith is. That thing is what God is looking for. So the moment Abraham was able to sacrifice, ah, seeing that you did not withhold your son from me, then God gave him the promise of our, that everybody is claiming today. Father Abraham, how many sons? It's part of the promise of he. And then the promise of Abraham, which is in blessing and blessing, multiply and multiply thy seed. Abraham's blessings are mine. Hallelujah. Abraham's blessings are mine. What is Abraham's blessing? I am blessed in the morning, in the moon, in the evening. Ah, because it's good to sing that part because it's like, it's that what we are believing. Because every time anybody is singing that song, they are not seeing God's goodness. They are not seeing what God is. It's not God's goodness. It's actually God's life. So what they are seeing is what God can give. In short, it's almost like this. 
if you see if you see faith faith has many parts part of it is one that attach itself to the hand of God what faith towards God can fetch you is the hand of God faith towards God can never fetch you the face of God but when it comes to our dealings with God there are two things we deal with I don't think we deal with the leg, but you get leg, you know? Because the scripture says, <laughs> see down over, say the heaven is your throne, the head is your footstool. If the head is his footstool, then that means he says, get leg. Tabi? <laughs> so the head is his footstool. So, but I, I don't know, maybe because that leg usually talks about uh, suffering, so we don't like it. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what Paul is talking about? <laughs> What Paul is talking about, I went to meet with the, with the brother and they gave me the, the right, the right, see, it's even the right hand of fellowship. What can I, can I take it? Can I take it said that the church gave the left foot. He <laughs> said, so, so when, you know, he, he, was, he was coming out of, uh, um, what, because he was, he was a Baptist, is it? I think he was Baptist, yeah. right? And they don't believe in the Pentecostal movement. They don't believe in the Holy Ghost and all that. So when he came with ah baptism of the Holy Spirit, he said when he came, they gave him the left, the left, the left foot of fellowship, not even the right one. <laughs> so that okay, if it's left foot, I'm not likely to go. Maybe because God, when we think about left, when we see that foot, it's almost like maybe you're going to kick us. So part there's suffering there, let's not look. But hand, there's something sweet about the hand. The outstretched arm. The way that, there's a way that is sounds. The outstretched arm. What is that thing you can cut it and pray for that arm? Because you, you know that when that arm stretched, there's something that's going to release. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There's the outstretched arm of God. What that, you know, who doesn't love that arm? Listen, that, that time, before I know what face is, in short, sometimes the way I was, that time, the way I was seeing, seeing face, actually that hand. It's not the face. Before I actually knew what the face of God gives. So there's that arm, outstretched arm of God. You, know, you imagine a thing. You're going for a conversion and they say the outstretched arm of God. Just imagine what the kind of expectation you had. Yes. Imagine all kinds of things will be, ah, something's going to be outstretched arm. Ah! If I go for this meeting, things will drop. Amen. 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 And we all should like that arm now. No, it's the arm that opened the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. It is the arm that provided manna mm-hmm. in the in the desert. Mm-hmm. It is the arm that kept the the Israelites clothes from wearing off. Mm-hmm. Yes. Their clothes did not wear off. Their shoes did not tear. Mm-hmm. Ah, see, see the, the arm of the arm of the Lord fed the wall of Jericho. Mm-hmm. The arm of the Lord, eh? He put fear in all the nations around them. Yeah. When they see Israel coming, they remember that arm. Ah. Be careful with these people. Yeah. If you see their God get one kind of hand, if that hand should come, <laughs> eh, imagine, you know, there's a display of that hand in the desert, in the wilderness. Mm. Moses, stretch out your hand, lift it up. Mm. As you lift it, they began to defeat the enemies. Then when that hand come down, ah, they are winning. But you know what? We will help you, Moses. Let's help carry your hand. That arm. It's almost as if that arm is an extension of God's hand. It's like God is showing Israelites. See, this is what my hand can do. As long as that arm is stretched, Israel has victory. 
and it's sweet to like that kind of thing. In short, when I was a baby Christian, that was what my ah, I love the hand of the Lord. Agbara. In short, when you're thinking about power, self, there's a way, there's a way, there's a way their hand will show power to you. Agbara told you Agbara Who knows? Who knows Agbara Ah, you don't know ultimate power. You don't know ultimate power. Hey, Monsayo, ultimate power. There's a way I get a sense of that. That's the kind of sense you get. That's the kind of sense you get when you when you when you just imagine the the arm of God. Amen. But there's but there's another part of God which is not the hand, which is called the face. Amen. That face is is essentially what every believer is destined to seek. Amen. You notice in the scripture it says you show your way, your 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 act to Israel, but you what? You showed your faith, your ways, not faith, your ways to Moses. There's something that talks about now that way, right? Is 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 talking about God's kind of person. God, it's actually an an insight into God's person. So showed his ways means that he showed God showed his judgments to Moses. And you notice with all the things God was doing with Moses. Moses was not looking for manna. One thing was in his heart. If I have found mercy in thy sight, show me your face. Then say, hey, you want to see my face? Yeah, see, see, see. look, look. Yeah. I can't show you my face. Anybody that has face, see my face will die. But I'll show you my back. I know there was somebody that used to quote that scripture to me. And we were talking about it. And they, and they said that, ah, I can't remember that day. I was like, ah, I want to see God's face. Ah, you want to see God's face? Ah, <laughs> It's scary. I mean, I mean, not see what the scripture says. Anybody that seen God's face dies. <laughs> Will not live. So I just kept quiet. Like that's not what it means. I got, it is in scripture. I just, I just laughed. I knew this person does not, does not know what I'm talking about. And the person was also taking that scripture literally because they don't understand what the face of God meant. Because what everybody should seek is His face. That's Anybody that has not started seeking God's face eh, has not started dealing with life. In short, because that's where life is. Life is not in God's hand. Life is not in God's feet. It is in His face. In short, what every believer is called to seek is the face. Why? Because that is the only thing that is hidden from man. God did not hide His hand. He's not hiding His leg. I'm sure He's not hiding His stomach. <laughs> but there's something you can't see. It is his face. Mm. Amen. Amen. And he, he did that on purpose. Say, is the see, I will seek him. That's what the psalmist said. Who hides his face from Jacob? Amen. Is that means that his face is not something to run away from. It's actually something to seek. And this is where majority of believers' problems stand. People are not concerned about his face. Most people, what they, what they I don't know, maybe that face, is, there's a way that face is scary, is that the moment you have a glimpse of what that face could mean, it's like we're wrong. Because that face tells you that, you know that thing he said, that nobody sees his face and leave. It's true. 
Because when the face begins to shine on you, mm-hmm. it begins to ask yes. for death. Yes. 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 to ask you, yes. die. Can you begin to die now? Yes. Death has been raining. I want you to yes. leave. The purpose of dying because of his face is actually to make you live. Because he who lives his life shall gain it. But if you take it or what, you will lose it. So I said, you know what, seek my face. Look for my face. In short, everything that we ought, we are, we, the reason why we are born again is to begin to seek God's face. Once you seek God's face, it's not you go and fast uh, for 40 days and 40 nights to seek God's face concerning uh, whether you should travel or not. <laughs> That's not seeking God's face. Amen. Amen. But that does not mean that you should not see God's face. You should not. Yes. I don't know what you should not see God's face. That doesn't mean you should not pray to God for leading. Because all we are doing really is asking God for leading. Yes. And most, most in, in some of those things is God even leading our body. Yes. Not even our soul, not our spirit. Amen. But that's where leading starts from. Amen. So, seeking God's face has nothing to do with any natural estate. Hey. Amen. Excuse me. Seeking God's face has a lot to do with eternal purpose. Eternal purpose. The purpose for living. The purpose for life. Amen. That is the reason for seeking God's face. And it is God's face. Ah, how did I get to God's face here? It is God's face. <laughs> Amen. That issues out blessing to his soul. What, what we call blessing, that's where it starts from, is from the face. What everybody, every believer is looking for, God bless me, bless me, bless me. We think of money, cars, houses, and all those things. God's blessing is not any of those. Though God can give those things. God does not call it blessing. It is us that attach God. Blessing to those things. And the reason why we are doing that is because our sight is darkened. Amen. Our eyes is not open. We are not seeing. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But we need to see. And God was keen about that. God's intention for getting you and I born again is to open our eyes. His intention is not to just get us born again. But it's to actually open our eyes. Eventually for that to happen we need to be born again. But let me put it this way. We needed to, to believe on his son. Right? Because I'm going to use that word born again. What that born again means to us is not really what born again means. When we believe and we accept Jesus our Lord and Savior, in reality, in scripture, we are not born again. To be born again, it starts in John 3. It says, very, very, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot what? See the kingdom. Which means that to be born again is a process that starts when God wants to bring us into the kingdom. So the process of God opening sight to me is actually the process of getting us born again. This we are born again into another life. They are, they are, the reason why we are born again is what they are reintroducing us into another life. Which is the reason for faith. Amen. That is the reason for faith. Amen. Ah! 
I said I ran up. So, uh, Abraham gave his seed. God saw a good thing. The good, ah, this is good. Meaning that there's a potential for faith. This, this faith was able to obtain a good report. Therefore, I can sow my seed here. Because it's after God's life. That is the moment God now exchanged his own seed. That is when God actually gave Christ to us. That's, that's the moment Jesus entered the world. But it's not yet flesh. Amen. So God gave, so when God told Abraham, see there is a lamb beside you, take it, don't kill your son. That lamb, take it and slay it. That is Abraham slaying the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. It's a sign of God giving Christ to Abraham's seed. So he said, in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed. It's not Abraham's blessing that is about many. I will say, multiply, I will multiply thy seed. I am Abraham, Father Abraham has many sons. It's not Abraham that have many sons. That scripture is really talking about Jesus bringing many sons to glory. It's not, that is, there's a multiplication of the son or the seed. That seed is Christ. Amen. And that Christ must be multiplied. It means that many sons, many souls will come into inheritance of Christ. Eh? Amen. So just because we are Christian does not mean you are Abraham. God doesn't look at that. God was seeing someone, was in Christ. Amen. So that faith that Abraham had was good enough, is of a good report, eh? was able to bet a seed. Amen. God gave it. It is after God's life. Why? For the purpose of, ah, eventually, see this good thing that has entered the world will eventually become flesh. It will eventually be the same, the same, it will eventually kickstart the process of salvation. Amen. Amen. I round up. I round up. Because of time, I know. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Sorry, I think I should just keep quiet. We end, we end soon. Amen. So, that was faith. Now, you now realize that there is something faith is. Amen. Now, which, which is what God is keen about receiving it. Seeing it before giving his seed. You know, he could have given it the moment he said, leave your father's house and he left. But God waited. Okay, let, let your son, I will, I'll give you a son. Wait. Ah! Okay, now this son, go and kill it. Amen. Amen. The moment that happened, say, ah, well, I have seen faith that is enough. Amen. Amen. For me to kickstart a process. To, to infuse my life. Amen. Amen. So there is something that faith is. And then we'll go to Hebrews 11 and read it. Because of time, I guess, I guess this is, this is where I'll, ah, I have to rush a little bit. Eh? Amen. I can't. I can't put a pet to it right now. If I put a pet to it, then, then I, I would have said something. Amen. Have I said something already? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. So you see that this faith here has to do with also sight. Amen. Amen. Because Abraham must have been able to see beyond Isaac, which resulted in his judgment. To, off, to offering Isaac to God. Amen. Amen. But faith has two things it does. 
Amen. Let's go to Hebrews uh, 11. There's two things about faith. Or let me say, and it's about what faith is. Amen. Hebrews 11, 1. Say, so now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Said for it the elders obtained a good report. Apostle there. Amen. Amen. Summary. Amen. For by it the what elders obtained a good report. What are those two things? Very simple. The substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Comma. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Now, these two things are talking about sight and inheritance. Amen. It is the substance of things hoped for. What is the thing hoped for? Amen. Amen. The thing hoped for is not your car. It's not your house. It's not uh, everything you can use faith to get. It is a form, like I said, it's it's almost like a form of what faith is, which is faith towards God, which really is to teach us faith itself, or in a way to restore faith back in the soul. Amen. So that we can be full of faith. All the activity eh, of faith towards God, or Mark 11, 23, faith, 23, 24, all those activities of that faith, what it does is it really, really gets faith resurrected back in the heart. It removes doubt. Or in a sense, unbelief. You notice that you can't, even faith, of, faith towards God, it doesn't work. If faith itself has not entered into your heart. Does that make sense? You can use faith towards God up until the point that what faith is enters your heart to produce something. Amen. Amen. That is why when you're talking about faith, especially faith for healing, you notice that people will have to stay on the world. Don't just go, be healed, and then the person is healed. Has it ever worked like, like that? <laughs> Maybe it does. But you know, it's not usually you know, randomly, you are thinking nothing, nothing, you just walk up to somebody, be healed, and then the person is healed, and there's no faith inside you. It doesn't work. If you say that and you doubt, forget it. Be healed, and you don't, and you are doubting that the person will be healed. Oh, more forget that faith, man. That thing will not work. But you notice that almost when God wants, if God wants to do something, and they don't need you, they don't, they don't need your faith. But some, maybe somebody has been praying, and God, you're just a, you're, a, you're an available vessel at that time. Notice that only God can come upon you, make sure that there's faith in you, and then you believe, and then you go and do. He be healed. And you see healing take place. And remember the person is and everything only goes away and the anointing wins. I realize that you don't have the same faith to go and do it again. But as that begins to happen and happen over time, over time, over time, it can get to a point where ah this thing is working. Faith will be restored in the heart, and then you can go and use it and it will work. Amen. So you know now see that there's a mechanism, there's a way God is there's a wisdom God is using to restore faith. Amen. So the faith, the substance of things hoped for. There's a substance of things. So there is something hoped for and there's a substance of it. 
But what is hope? What is what? Are, what is this? What is what is the hope? Let me use that word. Or what are we hoping for? What we ought to hope for is not many things. It's one thing. Is eternal life. Can somebody open first? Titus one verse two. It's not first Titus. It's the Titus Titus. <laughs> I think I'll round up. Are we there? Please help me read it. Titus chapter 1, verse 2. In hope of eternal ah, life. Let's read from verse 1. Mm-hmm. So that it makes sense. Mm-hmm. From verse 1. Paul yes. is servant of God, oh God. and an apostle of Jesus Christ. Of Jesus Christ. According to the faith of God's elect. You see, elect. according to the faith of God's elect. And the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. And the acknowledging of the truth now, which is after godliness. Now, that faith of God's elect. You know, when we read it, I know for a long time, every time I see this, it's almost like saying, oh, according to the faith of believers. It's not true. According to the faith of God's elect. He's talking about a kind of faith. Faith of the Son. Now, the faith of God's elect is the faith of the Son. An elect is not a newborn believer. An elect is a believer that has grown by the faith of the Son, has come into life, and has entered into godliness. That is an elect. Amen. Because an elect must be sanctified. Amen. If an elect is not sanctified, forget being elected. An elect is someone, you know, elect is. Like when you go for election, you have many candidates, then you elect one. Means you chose out of many. Mm-hmm. That means the elect are those that are chosen out of many. Like the ten virgins. Five were chosen out of ten. Those five are elect. Because they were elected into the most holy. Amen. So there's an elect. That elect is a grown-up believer. Right? Because... You know, what the simple way to say it is that many are called, few are chosen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Many are called. It's not talking about many are called to be pastors and preachers yeah. and evangelists and prophets. Mm-mm. Many are called to the hope of your calling. Mm-hmm. Right? Which Paul said, make your calling and election sure. It's not writing to unbelievers. It's written to believers. So it's saying, okay, believers will make your calling. Right? Which means that when you are born again, you are called to something. What you are called to is what this status is referring to as eternal life. See, according to what the faith of God's elect, uh-huh, and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. Right? Don't have time to break down and think about the cause of time. I'm not even going to think about it too much. But that acknowledging, right, is almost like the is like the seal of the work that has been going on. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging of the truth. Meaning that that truth is present in them. Right? Acknowledging of the truth. Mm-hmm. Eh? To acknowledge the truth means that truth is present. You know when you say acknowledge? Oh, didn't even acknowledge me. Means that that person saw you and just ignored you. Right? But to acknowledge, acknowledge something is to 
to reference that that thing is there. So the acknowledging of the truth means that there's truth resident inside the soul of those believers. Now, for truth to be resident, it means that it must have been given. A believer does not learn the truth that sets them free when they get born again. You shall not do truth, you shall set you free. You think most of the time, so you shall know the truth and then you get born again to set you free from sin and death and then you get born again and those things. But not really. Right? Truth is what faith delivers. If you've not started learning faith or faith of the Son, you don't have access to truth. You don't. You don't. You have, you have no clue what truth is. Truth is not. I'm the one that took the cookie from the jar. Who took that bread? It's meal. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about truth is actually a life. Amen. So. Let's read that passage and then I'll go and then we'll round up and then that's it for today. Yes. In hope of eternal life. <laughs> Say, in hope of eternal life. You now see that the hope, what we are hoping for, is eternal life. Then let's quickly go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. Chapter 1, verse 17. Mm-hmm. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. the, the Father of glory, mm. may give unto you the hope of your calling. It means that until these believers get to this point, they have no clue what the hope of their calling was. In short, and it is, it is evident in many hearts, because when you take a believer in those times, even the most serious, you really realize that whenever they are thinking about God, eventually they can't think beyond the natural. They always bring, no matter what the revelation is, how high it is, Eventually, it settles down to using it to prosper in the natural. Even though they have big, big, big revelation, big, 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 faith, you know, faith, faith. Then, not, okay, where is, where is it going? Where is it going? Ah, oh, well, oh, well, well, faith, where is it going? Where is it going? Now I realize that, ah, this is no end in heaven, no. It has no, it has no clue in heaven because they can't, they can't see where that faith transcends into the heavens. Because in their mind or in their sight and judgment, they don't see the use of faith in the heavens. Right? Because of course they are thinking, or maybe not, but it is easy to think, well, faith, you can need to get things, but when you are ready, what do you need to get? But they don't know it's not about getting things. It's about receiving things. Now, what faith does is to deliver a substance to you. And it's the substance of the things hoped for. Right? Now, what are we hoping for is eternal life. So faith ought to deposit substance of eternal life. Right? What does that mean? It means that when you break eternal life down into into different, different particles, you break, 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 break. Faith is what begins to bring those tiny, tiny things that begin to put it in you. Then when it's all these substances have come into you, it solidifies it into something tangible. 
Amen. That is the Nenaria statement in scripture talking about where everything fitly framed, fitly joined together. Eh? You are beautiful. Uh-huh. It's those substances that faith is delivering to you that they used to build you up. Mm. Amen. So that's what, that's what faith is. Faith delivers the substance of eternal life. Then what does it do again? It is the evidence of things not seen. Or rather, it is the eyes which you use to live. Or it is the eyes you used to see. Amen. It is what the evidence of things not seen. I mean, it is the it's evidence. I mean, it is the fact. It is, it is the reality. It is what you see of what you don't see. So what that tells you and I is that faith is actually a kind of sight. So when we think about faith, it's not just what comes to mind about, you know, believe, believe, believe. Faith, what faith is, is sight. And what delivers eternal life to you? Evidence of things not seen. Things not seen. So what what faith does is it makes us to see. And as as a result of seeing, we can begin to move into another kind of life. Without this faith, it is impossible to see the kingdom. The faith of the son is what begins to open up the kingdom to a soul. Right? Which now says in John 3, Very, very I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see, see the kingdom. Amen. Amen. And this faith we're talking about here that begins the, the process of sight is the faith of the son. Amen. And that's really the prayer of Ephesians 1.17. The prayer of Ephesians 1.17 is the prayer of Hebrews 11.1. So that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what the hope of your calling is. See, you people must receive faith. And I'll pray for you to receive it. How do you receive it? I'll pray for you to have wisdom and revelation. Now remember what I was saying about sight and wisdom. For eyes to be open, wisdom must be given. In short, wisdom is sight. Amen. Amen. So when God begins to open us up into the life of the faith, what God begins to do is begin to open our eyes. Meaning that he begins to teach us again what life is. Values. Begin to see differently. Okay. The first thing or the first sign of somebody moving into the kingdom is that they begin to what pant after the kingdom. They are no longer set, they are no longer satisfied with things on the earth. If a soul is seeking God, and when you check it inward, inward, ah, they are still looking for something on the earth. With you know, it's possible to be like, oh Lord, I see, I want to see you, Lord, I can do. Sometimes you notice that that is tied to at least some level of natural elevation. Even though it's not said, it's almost like the posture of the heart. Whereby, as we are seeking, but a heart can sincerely just seek God because God does create hunger in the soul. Because it says, better they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, but they shall be filled. Right? So it's possible for a heart to hunger. And this one is just hunger, hungering. Uh, it's to just 
Be hungry for the kingdom, for, for more of God in its pure form, pure sense, just more of... You know, Ahaz begins to move into a position of wanting to know God. You know, it's possible for Ahaz to want to know God because they know that when they know God more, you know, there's been some teaching about knowing God and then going to do exploit. Right? So I want to know you more. And then that knowing, he starts going to do miracles and heal the sick and, you know, get people born again. But this one has nothing to do with that. It's just sincerely seeking to know the person of God. Seeking to know who God is inwardly. And that is when a soul begins to lift his face up from the hand of God and begins to look at his face. Every believer, when they get born again, what they see is God's hand. To see face is another mystery. And, and sometimes when, when I talk with people, especially those that have the gift of the Spirit, to see into the, into the realm and they say, when well, they say Jesus, sometimes so they, don't, they didn't see his face. They usually see his feet and then his hands. Is a statement. That face is hidden. You don't see it. But there's something that can take your gaze off of those hands, off of those legs. The hand talks about a lot about being born again, the cross, dying, just that we can believe on him. But once you look at the hand, your gaze should move up to his face where blessing is. Every blessing a believer calls blessing without looking at his face is not really a blessing. It's what Satan has told the soul to call blessing. Hmm? I have ten cars here blessed. Oh, you have ten cars. Ah, well, I'm just God, I'm just blessed. You are not blessed by having ten cars or, or twenty houses. Blessing is an inheritance. Is how we know a soul is blessed. Is the fruit of what comes out of that soul. How blessed you are is how gracious you are. How blessed you are is how merciful you are. How blessed you are is how peaceful you are with God. So you want to measure blessing. Those are things you look for. Eh? It's possible for a, a poor person to be more blessed than a rich man. Amen. That doesn't mean that a rich man can't be blessed as well outside their riches is the quality of their person which fountains after God's life. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I can't I can't I, no I don't want to hold us any longer today. And I think I think we've tried. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we blessed today? Let's just begin to thank God. Father we thank you. We give you all the praise. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. Be thou exalted. Is it a vini mushiti kiddy mushita vani mushita vini mushiti? Is it a bati gada 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 mushita? He mazete dinidi de mushita, dedina mushita. Yene mushita vani mushita kani mushita. Is it a kaliata? Is it a mushita vani nananananoshita? He mazete vini masita vana. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. 
Can we just begin to pray this morning that heaven will begin to restore our sight in places where maybe the work of sight restoration has not been completed yet. For it is possible that our eyes are open in some areas but still shut. That we pray that in any way we are still using the wisdom of this world, the sight of this world, the sight from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that heaven will begin to enlighten us, enlighten our darkness, enlighten us from within, bring us into light, that our eyes will be open, that we won't be blindsided, that we won't have blindness, that we will be enlightened through and through, through and through, through and through. In the name of Jesus, Semata, Ebrajete Venemosida Kata, Eprazedema, Zenemoshita Kariasta, Enzete Zete Zenemoshita Danemoshita Bata, Ezete Kadimoshita Kalia, Ezete Nemoshita Karnosta, Ezata, Ezata, Ezata Vanemoshita. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for today. Thank you for how you've spoken to us by your word, even to make us see the aspect of our sight. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, that by your mercy, you continue to shine your light upon our heart, even to begin to see through your eyes in the name of Jesus. Father, you begin to heal our sight inwardly. Every sight that we are still using, that is not your sight, that is not your gaze, we ask for healing with those eyes in the name of Jesus. Father, let your healing begin to take place, O oh Lord, that the work of your forgiveness will begin to operate in our heart and in our mind in the name of Jesus. People to forgive evil eyes away from our soul in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth.